welcome to your weekly corner spady. It is me at the Polish Coalition, Kieran. Hi. And Rob. He, he jumped the gun there a bit. It's all right. We'll talk about it afterwards in the struggle session. Silesian Coalition. We'll <laughs> <laughs> so we're upper and lower Silesia. Uh, no, that's, that's what Schlesische store means, you know? I know that's it's what... It's on the, the way. I know that's what... <laughs> I know every street in this city is, like, leading to a part of Eastern Europe the Germans think they should own. Uh, um, <laughs> the, the, for the Freikorps, Silesia is, like, just, like, suburban Ohio. They just, like, <laughs> just want to set up their above-ground pools. Silesia is definitely, like, hipster Prussia. Because, like, all the, like... <laughs> love this shit, all the, like, uh, um, weird, fucked-up German people who are, like try to put the Prussian flag in their like bio or something that like I'm actually no I don't I don't believe in like Prussian annexation I believe in Silesian annexation actually I was into it before uh, uh, um, Kaliningrad ah, that is to say we're talking about the Czech Republic today <laughs> <laughs> if that all makes sense and we are joined by the lovely ba- the lovely gang over at Guatemala. say hello hey guys hello everybody um, yeah, there is. Uh, for anyone out there who speaks Czech or a language that can understand it, there's a podcast for you. It's good. Uh, Yulia has listened to it and told me it was good. I had listened to it and I was like, crazy language you have over there, and then stopped listening to it. That's very nice of you. Thank you. Uh, no problem. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but we're going to talk about the we're going to talk about the lovely little country called the Czech Republic. But actually, I I do want to get this on recording if that's all right, Martin. I'd actually love uh, um, I'd actually love to hear the take on why Czech is kind of a problematic term. <laughs> <laughs> so hello from the Guatemala podcast. My name is Martin. I am not Czech. I am Moravian. There you go. <laughs> again. I am Moravian. This is a distinct nationality and ethnicity, distinct and separate from Czech. And Andre here, Andra, who is joining us in the studio, who is a crucial part of the Guatemala podcast, more than one half of the Guatemala podcast, oh. is Bohemian. Yes, I am. It's he my, is Bohemian. So it's my original sin. Yes, that is the that is indeed a sin, which are one of the one one of the components of the mix the Czech Republic actually is. Uh, Moravian and Bohemian. So those are the two main nationalities. Then there is a nationality that's called Silesian, mm-hmm. which is questionable. <laughs> and we will not say anything about these people uh, on the questionable. Podcast. What what is a questionable nationality? I don't understand that. It's Rhodesian. A hundred percent out the gate, easy answer. <laughs> also German. Yeah, also German. That is true. Um, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, and yeah, I mean the the whole the whole question of of the Czech nationality, the Bohemian nationality, is one that's as old as time, and it's uh, the whole freaking spiel about how um, nations. Yeah, have sort of undergone a sort of awakening of the nation state in the 1800s yeah. mm-hmm. and draws back to the formation of Czechoslovakia, which is a pseudo state, a pseudo nationality. Yeah. Um, that's That was only created in order to persecute and minorityfy Germans <laughs> back, back in those days. Yeah. And yeah, it's it's basically still with us. It's basically still with us. Um, for me, it means that I get to call myself a POC, 
<laughs> I don't. I don't think your audience is ready for this. I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh no, they are. Sorry, yeah, they're we, freaks. Yeah. <laughs> it's now or never. Episode. We got to throw them in the deep end of this of exactly. <laughs> European ethnicity. It's been like three years. <laughs> so we've had this podcast for a while. You've, got, gotta... you've been primed with three years of insane podcasts. We can talk about Moravia. And you will be welcome here. Our land is overfilled with uh, grain, with good spirits, good-hearted people, and yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. For any Berliners Hardly. who survived the uh, train journey from Berlin to Prague, uh, um, it's a great place down there. Yeah. Um, I was reading a blog about that. There's a direct train from, from Brno to Berlin now. It's it's lovely seven and a half hours if you're into that. Ooh. Mm. I hear Brno is the seven hot new spot for uh, yeah. digital nomads. Uh, people who jeez <laughs> oh no <laughs> I'm so sorry <laughs> um, yeah I, I don't know if you guys know but the, the the Berlin train to Prague is like infamous for just everyone getting horrifyingly blackout drunk on yes yeah really well because the ger- no I, I'm not aware because I never remember the trip <laughs> <laughs> have you taken that trip Berlin to Prague I, I hope to soon okay. but right. Cronin numbers aren't looking great anywhere mm. uh, uh yeah. so <laughs> but i uh, i guess we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna actually have like a, a discussion of the czech republic which i think apart from once upon a time talking about uh peter kellner and uh rest um, in peace to a legend oh uh, yeah <laughs> go, going out the way they all go out which is in the death machine commonly known as a helicopter um <laughs> I don't know why they keep doing it. It's really yeah. nice. it's like a Viking funeral for uh, <laughs> modern day billionaires. <laughs> yeah, they send your carcass off in a helicopter and then blow it up mid- <laughs> midway. Um, but yeah, the, 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 we haven't talked about the Czech Republic too much. And I'm very interested in uh, using the recent election as a bit of an excuse to, to talk about what's happening there, uh, who the main players are. Um, supposedly, uh, if you believe a lot of the press, the end of an era. And by an era, I mean a presidency that's been here since 2017, which seems like a very loose definition of an era, but sure. Um, yeah, yeah so I'm just going to re- very briefly run through the kind of like results of the election, and then we can get into, get into the bit of the weeds here. So Anno which we'll talk about who they are, got the most seats by one, but actually got less votes than Spolu. <laughs> I'm just going to, I'm just powering through this. Uh, uh, um, who got the most votes? Spolu is kind of like this conservative block. Anno is the party and product of Babish, uh, who we will examine in a minute. Um, yeah, Czech billionaire who's sometimes compared to Trump, although maybe that's not a very clear yeah. comparison. Uh, but yeah, we'll it's, get to that. that's, very, uh, that's a good a discussion to have, I think. Yeah, like a generally or considered perhaps at least by uh, something like Politico EU to be a right populist force a la Trump and <laughs> yeah, sure. see the list in 2016, <laughs> it's 2017. good that Politico EU has an opinion and I bet they are the most credible source on this. Yeah. <laughs> oh, absolutely. 100%. <laughs> I trust them with my life. <laughs> <laughs> good, because they are probably in control of it now. Um, but let's see let's see now so we're we're uh spolu has agreed to work with the parties and uh, the pirates and mares uh pre-coalition pas uh who have 108 seats or 200 meaning that peter fiala is the new prime minister uh more or less barring some formalities um 
Zayman, the president, who's meant to be, you know, sorting this shit out, is sick. Um, so that's Very. a problem, kind of. And one of the big things that happened this election is um, CSSD and KSCM, the kind of Social Democrats and Communist Party, like the two vaguely left sources within the parliament, um, are not in the parliament anymore for yeah. the first time since the creation of modern Czech Republic. Yeah, and even on another level, um, I forget if you said the exact numbers, but 108 seats for the two electoral alliances, mm -hmm. the lion's share of that is the conservative Spolu, like, Spolu and then the Pirates and Mayors got like maybe a third to their two-thirds of that 108. Yes. So even that is like a small part. Like, uh, I guess considered relatively center, progressive, again, I'll let you two weigh in. Um, <laughs> we'll, we'll get to the pirates because yeah. I find them kind of fascinating yeah. as like basically the only surviving pirate yeah. party from the pirate movement. But even them are just like the small, like on top of the, 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 oh yeah, the they didn't uh, do CSSD well. and KSCM, um, not getting into parliament. Yeah. The pirate party is a saga in and of itself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, before we get into, uh, uh, um, before we actually get into talking about any of these parties, any of these forces, is there any kind of like big takeaways you'd want to give to our listeners about this election? Do you think it's important or is it just an excuse to talk about the Czech Republic? I'm happy with either. <laughs> uh, I don't think, well, I don't think we're representative in this because we just we don't think it's all that important because it was we it already like it, it already it just pre decided. Yeah, it cemented it cemented all of the things that we knew were going to happen. So yeah. in this in that sense, we're not too sad about it. We're historical materialists. We already <laughs> knew what was going to happen. Yeah. It was like written in stone. I mean, way back in 2011, I knew that this was going on when I was a 12 year old kid and I was playing with bionicles. <laughs> But, awesome. um, <laughs> yeah, as, as Andra said, this was already sort of a thing um, that was going to happen. Mm. What I would like to sort of weigh in on is, as you say, it's an end of an era. That this election means an end of an era. I would say it's a completely different thing. It's a continuation of yeah. an era that was long, long ago. And that basically has given rise to to Babish, to Babish, to to the billionaire Trump-like uh, prime minister um, that we've had up until now. And that is mm. just th these elections have ended in a continuation. It's a, it's a return to normalcy, but the normalcy is fucking terrible, <laughs> and we hate it so much. <laughs> That's the thing they don't tell yes. you about the normalcy. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> it, it, it's a return to unbridled privatization, to a total mask of the state means nothing. You will get nothing, and you will die of COVID. By the way, it's, which is a new thing, right? For the right. <laughs> That's relatively if, new. Some COVID... things have changed. <laughs> yes. <laughs> For the better, for the better, because since we have COVID now, the right-wing government doesn't really need to spend that much of uh, of time thinking about uh, pensions reforms, because <laughs> the pensioners will just die out. Yeah. Oh, that's that's so interesting though, because I was reading some statistics that the like pensioners are fifty percent of those who vote. That's like ridiculously high. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, we'll get to that. Okay. okay. <laughs> These elections, by the way, could also be viewed as a sort of a, a generational uh, uprising. Yeah. Sure. And a generational uprising against young people. 
Mm-hmm. Definitely. Okay. Definitely. Gen X is in power fully. Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, Gen X and the boomers, the wealthy ones. Um, the 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 only thing that I implore the listeners to do is to just go to the che- uh, Czech legislative 2021 election page Wikipedia and look at the preliminary results graph because <laughs> supposedly four different parties are being represented here, but by the same fucking color. They're all yeah. this, it's all varying shades of blue. Telling in a way, there's a little bit very of very uh... telling. <laughs> oh, it is, yeah. All right, so I, I guess we're gonna start. Uh, uh, we're gonna do this in a little bit of like past and uh, the the past and the future, but how also the past is the future and also the present. It's great fun. Um, but let's talk about Babish. We've mentioned him a little bit in his party. Anno, uh, um, he's kind of uh, like he is kind of important in terms of electorally. He's like the first not uh, ODS CSSD prime minister, basically ever since the creation of modern Czech Republic for anyone who doesn't know ODS CSSD CSSD are basically uh, the what was like the conventional two parties like er, every country's got them the like default much, parties yeah. Yeah, yeah um so there was an upset in that way um he's a billionaire if I'm not mistaken made his money through drum roll please privatization oh, yeah. <laughs> of of uh, state resources um yeah. tale as old as time um sole owner of agrofert which i'm guessing by the title is agricultural industries not on yeah you oh. say correctly industries because he has managed to yeah essentially monopolize whole supply chains yeah vertical integration so everything from producing fucking uh, fertilizers that's the first part hmm. to making the fucking bread that's uh, yeah. made yeah. out of the grain that's grown with the fertilizers oh okay good good that maximum you put... monopoly and maximum profits good thing you said uh, uh made from the grains that grow out of the fertilizer i was scared of where that sentence was going um <laughs> but like but it's it's not his first entry into politics he was in 2013 cssd government finance minister we'll probably have to talk about why he was working with the CSSD and what that did to them. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. But um, one little spicy little piece of information that I uh, I encountered while researching him, and I, I'd love to get your uh, opinion on, was supposedly an informant for the... Okay, so let's, let's, let's do this right. Allegedly an informant for the STB, the... Uh, I guess you'd call that the, the military intelligence of Czechoslovakia? The secret police. Secret police, yeah. Like the KGB. The, the secret police, the Stasi. Okay. Uh, um, what is the, uh, what's the verdict on that? What do people think? Who's weaponizing that against him? Is anyone? Everyone. Yeah, everyone is. is Because uh, <laughs> this, this fit, fits into a broader discussion of how this country basically runs on perpetual cold war. Like, mm. we are the most McCarthyist country in the world, I, I would say, because we see communists everywhere. And, and it's it's it really is kind of bordering on paranoia when it comes to like liberals and uh, conservatives as well. So right. everyone is using that against him. The fact here is that he has changed his position on that. He claimed previously that he was in uh, economic STB. So they were doing like uh, economic crimes. Then he okay. said he wasn't in STB. 
then because Babish is from Slovakia originally, so it's yeah. it's being handled in, in the courts in Slovakia where the, the where the lists are being kept. And the Constitutional Court of Slovakia ruled that it has to return. So we're still waiting waiting on that verdict. But uh it everyone is you you see just um when when there are protests against him and it's like we don't want like an STB agent in almost every single banner is mentions that he was in the STB. Yeah. The real question is, uh, who cares about it? Because <laughs> judging from the election results, <laughs> yeah, not many, not many people do. Yeah. Not many people do, and does and it doesn't seem to be a disqualifying trait. Yeah. Because mm. if if it was a disqualifying trait, we just wouldn't have politicians at this point. Who who give? I mean, yeah, we would have exactly zero politicians at this point because, to a certain extent, uh, heavy cooperation with the previous. If a politician is old enough to have cooperated with it, they have. Yeah. And it could be said absolutely without a doubt that the country is being run by the old same clique that was in, uh, so-called, so-called. Uh, how, how would you translate it? Yeah, I have Pro, no idea. How prognostic to... institution, the something pro, the, like that. The prognostic institute, the basically yeah. basically an astrology for <laughs> yeah. planned economy. For... It's it, it's an astro- astrology for uh, planned economy. So these astrohoes, uh, <laughs> way back from the eighties, are still running the country now. Yeah, and, and one of them is has been dying for the last two years, and he's the president. Yeah, but other also many of them are right wingers, yeah. staunch fucking neoliberals of the Reagan type who yeah. have started the whole privatization shtick and have pushed the country so, so much to the right that you wouldn't believe. All from the same freaking uh, institute. institute it's of like communist thought. And it's astrology. like the worst fallout game. all right that's that's the episode title (laughs) but uh, um so there's something that i'm actually kind of very interested about with babish and we've kind of alluded to we're possibly talking a bit off mic about this is the international perception of babish Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen a lot of comparisons drawn to various other figures, and it, it's it's classic English press of just like he's like this politician in your country, so you can understand a little quicker, a little better. But uh, uh, he's been compared to Trump, as we alluded to. He also had a rally uh, uh, during the election period in forgive me here, Usti, uh, Usti uh, 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 with Orban, and I always. Uh, maybe I'm wrong about this, but they always struck me as like slightly different figures, uh, Orban and Babish. Um, so, like, what do you guys think? Like, how well does he compare to Trump, other international figures? What are the differences? What are the similarities? So, if it's difficult to say that politically, I don't think there's any equivalent for Babish. Babish is a centrist populist, right? And that's mm. a, that's a term we don't usually hear. But Babish, for some reason reason he just wants to belong into that group of people when trump came up with his red hats babish came up with the same red hats they didn't say maga they say strong czechia uh he's hanging out with Orban. but at the same time babish loves macron right and he loved Mm. macron even before macron went full i'm basically marie le pen so you don't have to vote for marie le pen (laughs) and it's weird because and this is something that we'll probably get into further, but Babish, every time he's been in government, he's ruled with Chair SSD, which is the Social Democrats, and he has ruled like the Social Democrats. So Babish 
his government and the previous government in, in which he was, they were basically ruling like a shitty neoliberal Western European social democratic party, like another social democrats of Valonia, some bullshit, you know. <laughs> but he has the aesthetics and the vibe of like, he wants... He wants to be seen next to these people. He wants to be perceived as he one does. of them, he but does. he doesn't rule like one of them. He he looks like a a loony uncle. Yeah, sure. he looks like a loony uncle. He really does not look like the strongman type no, to no. to pull up his sleeves of his shirt and go beat up some immigrants. Uh, which he yeah, just like for the record, he isn't. It's also important to note what these uh, other politicians that he gets compared to so you've mentioned trump i'm not yeah. sure they've compared him to to bojo or but like i don't know probably not <laughs> probably not yeah uh, uh, so, only yeah. british press does that to, because it's just like hey you know him <laughs> because of the british press hey, it's yeah. the guy <laughs> it's the guy <laughs> it's the guy you know. so uh yeah so these guys have uh, like trump ran on a on a radical and aggressive agenda sure he had to, yeah, he had to pick a scapegoat. The only thing that Babish ran against was the current political establishment. So which, he ran against the political establishment, which was right wing. Yeah, it was sure. right wing to an extent. It was back in the times he ran for the first time back in the times when uh, the Republic was still reeling from the fallout of the economic depression in 2008. Right. Uh, and he absolutely correctly used the uh, fight against corruption, uh, the fight against just right-wing, uh, yeah, let's like just tighten our belts. Uh, Clientelism rhetoric. as well. Clientelism. Which is funny coming from a billionaire oligarch. Sure. And it's yeah. extremely <laughs> funny coming from a billionaire oligarch, but he got the people to think that, oh, like he's a rich person. Uh, he already has money, so he won't be stealing it away from us. <laughs> Yeah, this is so this is sure. probably specific for Eastern Europe. Like back in the West, you guys know that this isn't the case, but this is probably specific for Eastern Europe. Like we don't know how rich people work here. We don't know how their heads work because they're new. That, that's yeah, still new. They're, they're still fairly new. Yeah, we got capitalism like thirty years ago. Bear with us. But that's 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 exactly it. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're still kind of yeah. Oh, we, we we've talked about. Yeah, We've talked about it many times of like on like how the Baltics just like yeah I've started a pizza restaurant and now I'm building like a blondes only pizza island that seems like yeah. so this is what yeah. rich people do uh, um, they're just feeling it out and you know at at the same time I also feel like they're just going for the purest form of it at the same time like it's just like there's no dress up there's no because exactly. like because exactly. the whole. Uh, um, so rich he doesn't need to be corrupt thing has like that was also kind of like perception of trump like i think anyone who looks at trump's businesses knows that he's probably not as rich as he lets on to be but his support definitely thought he was and they were all in for the like drain the swamp thing even though there was just like a million records of him being like yeah i just hire i just like had slave labor build some new york real estate after i told them i would pay them and never did or whatever like it was it, yeah it, it's it's i don't know one of our theses of the show is that like one of the things i'm always afraid of doing when talking about anything that you could call capital e eastern europe is just like pretending it's like desperately unique from the rest of the world mm -hmm. when it's just like no they're just they're just kind of doing what we did but maybe a bit faster and a bit newer at it but like mm. It's as fucked up here. Don't don't get it wrong. 
one thing I want to say is that uh, just to give like an example for what we're talking about, mm. there was a bank here that started to publish like a magazine. Uh, it's a bank, one of those banks for only rich people. And they, they were trying, basically the aim of the magazine was to educate our bourgeoisie and our like upper middle class to act like bourgeoisie and upper middle class. <laughs> like maybe you got you should stop wearing like socks and sandals because you're rich but you don't have any of the fucking uh, class signifiers of the rich people in the west <laughs> it's like manners you know like fork on the yeah, left stick exactly. your pinky on no, they, they released like upmarket wiki how and i appreciate that like just like the terrifying fiverr drawings of like how to act at the yacht party <laughs> <laughs> Yacht party in in former Yugoslavia. (laughs) (laughs) For us, it's in the former Yugoslavia. Well, so, but what um, my impression, at least what you describe, whether like politics aside, at least with the red hat or whatever, it seems like there's something to tap into, whether if, if someone's trying to create a new political label or brand, even if the politics are many ways of continuation, there's something to tap into there that is being, um, alluded to. And the only reason I ask that is because it seems like the downside is like this mass, uh, I don't know the right term, a mass like uh, protest, like from a certain kind of maybe like, I don't know, upper middle class or middle class. I don't know. You can describe it better, but I'm aware that there is like the, uh, <laughs> I want to say million points of light, million moments for democracy protest against yeah. Bobish. And these seem to be like, triggered more by Babish himself like this seems to be a new thing or a new like in the same way that Trump was like oh no now this is really like beyond the pale we have to do something about this was Babish a similar trigger in 2017 the reaction is really severe and it's that yeah that's exactly a great point to 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 discuss can I, can you I I don't know if you'll indulge me I'll try my like historical bullshit I'm not a historian by the way I just want to Clarify. He's just a nerd. Don't worry. Guys. I'm just a nerd. <laughs> uh, You're amongst friends. <laughs> when uh, che- when capitalism was introduced into this country, uh, when we was still Czechoslovakia, um, both of the parts of the country, Czech and Slovak, came up with different like meta narratives of how to sell capitalism to the folks at home. Right. So Slovakia went with uh, like a nationalist vibe. So that's why they split up. That's why we split up. It was a peaceful split up, but still it was a split up, which was to the detriment of many families who were spread across the two countries, my included, by the way. Um, but here in the Czech Republic, the fight against communism was kind of, for, for lack of a better word, academic, right? So when our first post-communist president came, Václav Havel, he was a, a philosopher. He was a playwright. Uh, he was a poet. I mean, it was the shittiest literature you've ever read, but <laughs> it was still one. He was still in that kind of group, and the, the second president after him, who was the minister for finance and then the prime minister of the country, which was Václav Klaus, he mm-hmm. came with this very academic. Uh, he also founded ODS. He came yeah. with this very academic kind of take on politics. He's a fan of Mises, right? All these bullshit other. Yeah. They were both, and all of that. The, the new sort of emerging emerging regime put a very sophisticated face on the entire thing. And I think Babish's main transgression against the system was just coming and saying, well, this is bullshit, right? He said, this doesn't work. And the liberals are still reeling from the shock. How dare you? 
how how dare you just touch the the very founding principle of our country the founding principle of our country without well maybe with a bit of a hyperbole is fukuyamism right there is no alternative and when babish came in and said well we're going to do things a little bit differently and he started doing all of the things that the other oligarchs are doing but out in the open it was a shock to the system because it it, it went against that meta narrative of the country that's yeah Jeez. okay sorry that's really good i'm <laughs> so i'm still just like i'm still just like dealing internally with the founding principle of like a nation being Fukuyamaism. You ever like, you ever play a mod of Hearts of Iron 4 and you're just clicking around the different countries and you're like, what the fuck's happening in this one? Yeah, <laughs> oh no. ideology? Oh, it's Fukuyama. <laughs> yeah, the, 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 the graph representing the different political ideologies is a color you haven't seen before and you're just like, oh no. <laughs> Should be noted that the country that was founded in back in 93 so yeah. we're not talking about a nation. We're not talking about anything. I'm older than your country. Historical <laughs> significance. Basically, only yeah, the times when uh, your rich dads got rich. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a, yeah. That is interesting. And I would actually love to have you guys back on to actually talk about that um, period of the early '90s in Czech Republic as well, because yeah. I genuinely i I knew this in the back of my head, but I genuinely forgot there was actually a brief period of capitalist Czechoslovakia. Uh, um, I think in everyone's head, the the fall of communism and the split basically happened at the same time. Uh, when actually there was just that that like three four year period of uh, um, yeah. the yeah. Federal Republic of Czechoslovakia or something like that. Exactly. The, yeah. Yeah, yeah, everyone blacked out, time dilated. And it's like, oh, <laughs> I guess <laughs> uh, I wake up next morning. There's two countries. <laughs> yeah. When we were bombing uh, Serbia. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there was flashier things going on. <laughs> Shout out to our uh, ex-Yugoslav listeners. Yeah, there's a... there's a Didn't have as much pizzazz as uh, um, Bosnian genocide, I guess. <laughs> yeah, just... Yeah. That's a downer. Yeah, it is. Uh, moving on, swiftly. <laughs> <laughs> so, then we have the... Uh, um, actual presidencies uh, like the actual premiership i should say of babish like his policies you, you've kind of said he basically ran as a cssd kind of candidate and they are basically your your tina um post 80s kind of like social democrats blairite very like have given in to this like whole there is no alternative neoliberalism left in name only or something like that uh, uh, kind of positions but I, I am curious because he has like as far as I can read of like the analysis I've read in like New Left Review and stuff like that of his presidency he's kind of like effectively weaponized the pensioners into yeah. like a massive voting block my man gave them so much fucking money like the <laughs> pensions have never been higher they were like one one time off bonuses just this motherfucker is blasting pensioners with money that's funny, and that is a bit true, but it still should not be uh, left unsaid that there is a massive problem with uh, just massive poverty among pensioners. Yes, mm. it, it's a good thing, by the way. I mean, he, they, oh, should yeah, be yeah, they, money. they should be getting money. Yeah, yeah. But this man has also, th- through the weaponization of the pensioners into mm. a solid voting block for him, he has also managed to polarize this in a, in a generational way. In a way that uh, whenever you are voting for either Ano or the left, yeah. you are giving up your future. 
as if the rising state deficit because the fucking pensioners got 10 euros more to their pensions this month uh, would in any way jeopardize your fucking future when as if the planet is on fire. Real money, by the way. This is something that's yeah. not being said enough. This is hmm. bullshit. This is numbers moving in an Excel sheet. As if it was real money. Yeah, we, we are very strong non-believers in money. <laughs> yeah, we are only commodity production. <laughs> I, it's so interesting because it's always like, I, I feel like it's the same, particularly with, uh, for lack of a better term, like the kind of like Central Europe thing, whenever you see like Western press trying to tackle this of just like, you see it more with Hungary because Hungary just like is, I guess, for whatever reason, far more captivating to the to international press. What's happening there mm-hmm. of just like, uh, British and American press not being able to really grapple with, uh, um, you know, Orban being just like openly homophobic, anti-Semitic, like just anti-immigrant, like terrible person. But at the same time, like without him, there's just all these rural towns in Hungary that would have just been like fucking demolished. Like at this point would just be complete ghost towns because he's actually like right, right, done right. the good thing yeah. and propped them up with state industry. If I, if I can say something to this, because mm. we hear a lot from my comrades in Poland who say, well, yes, PiS is helping like building streets and, and helping families. At the same time, they're taking away rights from gay people, yeah. um, you know, and all these other awful fucking things that they're doing. But in this country, you know, the problem with liberals is that poor people are being helped. And we don't want to defend Bubbish in any way because he's obviously right. like a huge fucking piece of shit and, and he represents everything that we hate about this country. But mm. at the same time, people are being materially helped and nothing is being taken away. Like Bubbish would never ever, I don't think he would dare to touch gay rights. There's no talk. He doesn't even, I don't think he knows that trans people exist, <laughs> which is good for us because this motherfucker would not be able to handle it. <laughs> <laughs> But like, yeah, that is yeah. a um, that is interesting. Cause I think that that always puts like opposition to these kind of politicians into like these weird positions as yeah. well. Yeah, because idealist positions like it, it's 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 somehow I, I don't want to get too you know too into it, but but hmm. I, it feels like when you're talking to a liberal, it's the 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 opposition completely vibe. It's just, oh, I don't like his vibe. I don't like his tone. He's crude. He's crass. His his check is not even that good. It's like, yeah, okay, <laughs> sure. <laughs> oh, God. I, um, I'm i very interested to hear if there's like a Slovak, like anti-Slovak angle to the, the, the Babish. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, oh nice. <laughs> we, we, so for the, 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 the official uh, statement of the podcast, Guatemala, is that we are staunchly pro- reunification of Czechoslovakia yeah and we think that having a prime minister be Slovak is very based and POC inclusive however (laughs) he doesn't speak Slovak Uh, he speaks this is a sort of a jumbled up version of Czech and Slovak Mm. it's really not intuitive to start switching between these languages they're very similar yeah Um, yeah I have no idea how to describe it to the listeners but uh English and Dutch. No, not English no, and Dutch. No, n- there's no comparison. It, 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 yeah, yeah, whatever. They are. <laughs> there's no comparison. Uh, two things. Maybe, One, maybe the Yugoslavs would get it, uh, but otherwise there's no comparison. And yeah, just there is there is a strong anti-Slovak angle to this. Interesting. There's, you, you could do Dutch and German. Like there's, mm, there's mutual somehow. intelligibility. Kind of, yeah, yeah, yeah. Swedish and Norwegian maybe. Yeah, yeah. There's, Swedish and Norwegian. I, and an underrated something that I've not been able to appreciate in in my language skills is that like 
again, precisely this like liberal uh, anti-populist kind of uh, freak out. I love the language politics of it because in the Canadian elections, one of the things about the conservative was that he was bad at French. And it's like, we need someone who's like, <laughs> speaks like Justin Trudeau, impeccable French. And it's like, no one fucking can. I mean, that aside, I just... Yeah. Und, und, underappreciated I, li- I like that development well, it's like yeah like it was like oh man do you know hitler spoke four times <laughs> like what does that matter <laughs> the, the other thing i wanted to just throw out there again i'm not i'm no expert on czechoslovakia but it sounds like you could lean into um maybe like we got the velvet divorce and you're protesting that so have you considered velvet father's rights <laughs> that could be that could be like your ideology because you want to Sure. <laughs> just just that throwing was that out idea, there. Very briefly in 1992, that we would become a confederation instead of a federation. So I suppose mm. that would allow us to be like, that's an open relationship, right? That's an open marriage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> maybe we'll maybe we'll let Poland join in. Maybe we won't. <laughs> yeah, me, we'll me and uh, bit of Ukraine. Me and Slovakia saw you from across the bar, and we're really digging your vibe. <laughs> <laughs> Oh god! All right, so there's a, a uh, there's some scandals with uh, uh, Babish and his premiership that I actually just kind of want to talk about because some of them are some of them are bullshit, some of them are stupid, whatever, normal like rich guy politician shit. Uh, uh, we talked about it on the podcast before Pandora Papers, nothing. That's whatever. Hmm. Uh, uh, numerous conflicts of interest in EU funding scandals, those related to his stakeholdings at media companies and the Czech agricultural sector. I mean. I guess this is interesting. Uh, uh, um, media uh, control seems to be a classic tactic of a lot of these kind of politicians. Yeah, yeah. What's the situation like with Babish and media? He owns the two biggest newspapers, I think. He owns some radio stations. Uh, he owns a bunch of shit. Yeah, regional. He owns the biggest music station. So that's that's one thing to think about. Um, <laughs> All right. It's very transparent the way he controls this media. Whenever something like objectively big is going on i mean not like the lips freaking out but uh i don't know COVID. Ru- yeah COVID, COVID. rulings of the uh, fucking european institutions and so on his newspapers are just the front pages are filled with drivel mm-hmm. as you would expect uh or just like propaganda against the right-wing opposition parties um, but yeah, expectedly he owns a lot of the media and is able to at least partially control the narrative on this. Fair enough. Um, the one Can I, really... I say something? Go for yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. The biggest, the biggest scandal, it's something called Stork's Nest. You can, I don't know if you, if you can find it under this name, but it's a, it's a farm that he built. It's basically like a recreational facility. I just say that's like it's a CIA ass title. <laughs> it's the ugliest fucking building in the world. Right. But, and he cheated his like, European subsidies by basically spinning it off in a separate company, having his children basically be like figureheads for his like influence. And thus he was able to reach like, uh, subsidies for small businesses mm. even even though he's, he's a fucking fortune is an oligarch fortune and he's the the biggest of the businesses and that's the biggest scandal stork's nest it's incredible <laughs> but however it should be noted that that biggest scandal is really quite fucking pale it's it's a couple 10 yeah a couple tens of millions of euros 
It's a yeah. couple, couple tens of millions of euros. Mm. That fucking tame compared to the shit that he was going on, that he was doing with COVID, and it's fucking tame compared to the privatizations of hospitals and entire industry sectors. Yeah, yeah. again, Libs focusing on the wrongest point, but on the right man. I don't know if you'll be able to see it from here, but it oh, it's literally it, a stork's nest. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's literally a stork's yeah. nest. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's got some fucking overpriced restaurant in it, yeah. and people go there to do this mm. agro tourism shit. I don't know. They just they just show them some goats, and the people are like, "Whoa, let me give you money." Yeah. Okay, no, I do that. We're I doing, would, a, I we're doing a salt, salt Bay has a residency there. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> No, but okay. For listeners at home, if you, if you can't find it on your phones or whatever reason, imagine the Disney Epcot Center made of twigs. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's basically yeah. what you got. Um, yeah. All right, sick. But there there is one Babish scandal that I kind of want to talk about. Um, Hell yes, as you should, bestie. <laughs> as you should. <laughs> All right, so I'm just going to read this verbatim from uh, the New Left Review article. Uh, Babish was also alleged to have kidnapped his own son in 2018, mm-hmm. moving him yeah. across various locations in Ukraine and Russia in order to block his testimony yeah. in an anti-corruption probe investigating his father, who again is Babish, the former prime minister. Um, what? <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's the stork's nest. That's the because he his he has like what five children I don't know but uh, Andrei Babish Jr. the guy who was uh, taken into Crimea was a figurehead in the Stork's Nest scandal. So he basically uh-huh. uh, Babish Jr. alleges that his father basically had him diagnosed with schizophrenia okay. by the head of the National Institute for Mental Health, uh, Dita Protopopova. She has a Russian husband, and hmm. then her Russian husband took him to Crimea where he found him a girlfriend, apparently. And then uh, Babish Jr. ran away uh, with his mother to Switzerland. We, it's, a, it's been established on the show that billionaire fathers show love in a, in a complicated way. But <laughs> we were talking about dads previously, and this is a dead. prime dad moment. This is prime dad. Oh, fuck yes. Um, and the, okay, and then... Also, uh, uh, we have a note here in the Google notes from, from one of you here about uh, supposedly his role in this election. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh. Jesus fucking Christ. So we've had a bit of a we've had a bit of a turning of the tables here, folks. So <laughs> who was previously a legitimately mentally ill man mm. in a very bad situation whose father had abused him and used him for his gains? He turned out to actually be perfectly sane mm-hmm. in his right mind yeah. and has now woken up to be a liberal champion of the masses against his father's tyrannical reign. He's gone woke, folks. Mm. Ooh, like, okay. I'm not fucking exaggerating. Yeah. I am yeah, not. The, the f- fucking lips are saying, uh, oh, he, he just he abused his mentally ill son and then are doing the same thing. So we have like a lip documentary maker called Beat Klusak, and he just, this motherfucker par- paraded uh, Babish Jr. in front of a camera and took him to that meeting where Babish was, was in Usti with Orban, took mm. him there and let him scream at his. He's like, Dad, why did you do, why did you hide me away? It's the it's the most depressing shit I've ever wow. seen. It's soap opera bullshit. It is soap opera bullshit. Since then, uh, Babish Jr. has been vocal in his opposition to his father. 
And he has been used by some right-wing politicians and figureheads for mm -hmm. their own promotion. Uh, not for their parties, but specifically anti-Babish, which mm -hmm. was fairly clear in this election. Right, yeah. So yeah. this was... Yeah, yikes. Yeah. It was a yikes moment. It was a yikes <laughs> moment. Jesus Christ. Did they also get him a girlfriend? <laughs> did, uh, did the liberals offer a Crimean girlfriend? We're, we're talking we're talking Andre Babish Jr. Like don't and we're talking about his father sort of using him for his own gain. Don't think that he's a teenager. He's like <laughs> a grown ass, very sad looking middle aged man. <laughs> he should be able to get his own girlfriend, is what we're saying. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, questionable. <laughs> right, right. In, in that case, let's uh, um let's Unless there's any final words on Babish, I think we can move on to a uh, um, bit more of the past of uh, uh, Czech politics, which is the uh, the nominal left in, in the Czech party political scene, uh, which is the CSSD, your center-left, quote-unquote, party. And, the uh, Social Democrats, yeah. Yes. And, My uh, form of the... Oh, sorry. And also, sorry, the uh, KSCM, the uh, Communist Party of, I believe, Bohemia and Moravia, is how that's yeah. usually yes. translated? based, excluding Slesia, notice. <laughs> <laughs> with our, with our ethnicity, a little, little ethnicity uh, mini presentation, excluding Slesia. I don't know why, but let, they're just vibing with it. There's, there's no vote. <laughs> there's just like no voters out there for them. <laughs> it's like, fuck it. <laughs> um. Yeah, so I, I guess the, the one of the big takeaways, as I said earlier, is these two parties are no longer in the uh, the Czech parliament for the first time since the creation of the country. Um, most press I'm seeing uh, on these two parties internationally are saying this is because they worked with Babish. And the name of this game, the name of the game, this election was to be anti-Babish. Yeah, I, yeah, that would be fair, I think. Partially. Partially. Okay. So they got punished for uh, sorry for working with Babish, but in a different way, I would say, because they got punished by Babish just taking away their voters, mm. and the people who, for example, supported Chess as there, the Social Democrats, they were either for Babish, so they voted for Babish, or they were against Babish, so they didn't vote for Chess as there anymore because they were, you know, libs who were kind of, uh, let's say. Well, as we as we said, insulted by Babish, by his crudeness, by his transgressions, all that. Right. And Kai's Chem is complicated because Kai's Chem is a nominally communist party, but they, uh, I think it's a political science term, suck dick. They they <laughs> are shit. I mean, they <laughs> horrible. You would some of them are some some people are nice. Some of them uh. they have individual members, but. Like when you when you look at like an anti-immigration party from some fucking like Georgia, I wouldn't see much of a difference between those two elements. Mm -hmm. Fair enough. Um, they're, they're the not bull party. <laughs> yeah. yeah, one could say they're the not bull party. Very soft on the bull parts. <laughs> right. <laughs> Capital N, small B. Um, that is the secret. They're all all the communist parties that Americans are like. You know, you can vote for communists over there. They're all Nazbuls. Sorry. <laughs> if the post left was wasn't too busy posting hello friends, they'd get hyped about <laughs> the, the the four percent vote of uh, a, a small communist party. 
Yeah. There's a, a, a there is just kind of like one thing. There's one little piece of information I found out about the Social Democrats that I found kind of interesting was uh, um, as, as this as New Left Review describes it as this kind of like oh sorry this would have been Jackman or something kind of described that there were some people within the party that actually kind of view this like knew this train wreck was coming and yeah. tried to save the party in some way uh, um, there is one example here of uh, 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 Yana Malochova <laughs> yeah, basically. Oh, okay. Uh, um, she's uh, um, she, I believe, uh, yeah. is uh, um, worked up with a former uh, Green Party member and did an event that I actually think is kind of cool. And I'm kind of curious as to why more parties aren't doing this in in the world of just like she went to a factory to personally check potential breaches of working conditions and was like broadcasting this on social media. Seems kind of cool. Uh, um, but then the Green Party politician she was working with described uh, described their his politics as leftist politics without liberalism, which is uh, yeah. Uh, what should be noted, he's a yeah. former Green Party politician. Oh, okay, he's a former Green Party politician, and uh, this is important because the Green Party in the Czech Republic is still very much neoliberal. Hmm. And uh, it's very much trying to be like the German Greens, which is uh, I'd say well, a bit a bit more right. You should, you should pick center. her best rival, in my opinion. Um, <laughs> and and this this guy, uh, he was the most sort of out in the open and most visible face of that party. But after hmm. an electoral defeat, he left the party and went to. So yeah, another fucking theater in the politics of <laughs> another another fucking um, bad spiel in the theater that is uh, Czech politics a disgraced politician says fuck politics I'm moving away to a castle yes oh he, this former green politician uh, Matthias Stropnitsky he bought a castle yes he bought it in a way that um, so sure. so his mom owned a flat in Prague <laughs> she sold it away. That's castle money? money. And that's enough money to buy a castle. And he and his boyfriend uh, <laughs> are just fixing the castle up now. Yeah. For years. Yeah. The castle was in a really bad state. It was okay. A, the, the, <laughs> a chateau. A chateau. The chateau was in a really bad state. All right. But now they're, they're they're fixing it up. They're making it into a legitimate cultural institution out in the countryside of Bohemia, uh-huh. with uh, theater plays being done there very Galleries, regularly. Post, you know, like that. Uh, tours and so on, and yeah. So he's been doing that for a couple of years, and this year he just decided, ah, fuck it, let's just be a nutball and join the join the Social Democrat, uh, and and run run on their list for the parliament, unsuccessfully. It has to be said that he ran in an unsuccessful way mm. uh, with Yana Malachova. They were the cool duo. They call themselves the cool. Duo. You can't call yourselves <laughs> that. And they ran in Prague, the neoliberal bastion right. of the fucking country. They failed. They didn't fail that miserably. I have to say that I'm a bit sad that they did fail because I do, I mean, uh, that uh, a classical new leftist would have more than just a few problems with them, would have mm. more than just a few beefs with them. But it would trigger so much of the fucking right-wingers and libs in the parliament that it would be worth it for me. Mm-hmm. Right, fair enough. Um, but yeah, that's a, a, that's 
interesting. I, I oh my god, just so much going on in this country. There is a lot I'm loving this. <laughs> I'm loving this. Um, genuinely. All right. So, okay. Sorry, I'm still recovering from selling an apartment to buy a castle. <laughs> uh, that's degrowth. That's, de- that's the real estate prices in the Eastern Europe. Folks. Oh my fucking god! <laughs> the, the housing crisis in this country is insane. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it sounds it um sh- fucking hell all right so then i i guess i'm kind of curious about before we uh, uh to kind of wrap up the like nominal left about the the supposed communist party not good they had like a brief moment of being like a protest party um uh, probably maybe back in the 90s the, i sure. think this relates more to the pensioners and to the weaponizing of the pensioners that Babish mm. did that we've touched on um yeah so the communist party the unreformed communist party used to be the default vote of the pensioners sure because nobody else raised their concerns they honestly just see how the world has gone to shit yeah they have their idealized versions of their youth when the communists were in power uh but now they just have pensions the pensions are low and nobody wants to give them more so who do they vote for they vote for the communists babish has been able to uh, mobilize them better than the communists did and that is likely the reason why uh, yeah all the votes got sucked out and also uh, i just want to say that the communist party of is very much in that sort of uh in that meta narrative of perpetual cold war because the communist party in the czech republic is pro russian but not pro soviet union pro russia today right mm. she's like oh we we love we love putin and and we which is insane to me first of all it doesn't matter because russia who i mean i don't care about russia pensioners uh, do pensioners do yeah they're trying to drum, drum we should like we should be focused more on russia we should do you realize it's not the same country anymore right yeah it's not a uh, um th- that's always a very confusing one all right because like it does seem very old hat. It just seems like we're doing it because it's a familiar, it's a familiar tactic, but like, yeah, they are treating modern Russia, not even like, not even to get into the whole, like it's a far more right wing country than it was previously, but like, it's also not a pole of like the world that you could like hitch your wagon to really. Like if anything, the, the modern equivalent of the Soviet union might be China, maybe like as somewhere Mm -hmm. you could be like, that's an op that's a they treat it as if it's like a choice between USA and Russia when Russia's really not offering anything that the Soviet Union cut off. Yeah, I think I think here in this country it's it's a it's a choice between Brussels and, and Russia, right? Because yeah. it's like oh it's either the EU or we're gonna go into Russian EU question mark. <laughs> Maybe in the future. Oh the EAU. <laughs> God damn it. Is yes. anyone yeah, is, it, is anyone fucking talking about that anymore? Um, that just seems like they've invented an office in Moscow for your like fascist fail sons to have like a pencil job. Like, oh. I, I'm sorry, but it's like that that whole thing fell apart when like Ukraine was like we don't want to be a part of it. Um, so whoops, uh, yeah, we can enter into a glorious union with Belarus and Belarus? Armenia. Um, so as they have. <laughs> as they have. good food. Um, but all right, so let's let's talk a little bit about the future, and uh, this is also a good opportunity to actually talk about like some of the problems Czech Republic is actually facing, and uh, how well these new parties are going to be able to handle it. Uh, <laughs> well. Oh, so well. 
Um, for, first, because it sounds just far more tragic and hilarious, I'd like to talk about the pirate party. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We... <laughs> Wer hat uns verraten? Die Piraten. We've talked about the Pirate Party of the Czech Republic kind of glibly before on this podcast as uh, being led by a man who looks like one of the ghost twins from the second Matrix. Hell yeah. Um, <laughs> but like, um, which I've always been kind of just like obsessed with because I don't know. I don't know how many people or listeners are familiar with like the pirate party movement that swept Europe, starting in Sweden, I believe, in like yeah. uh, late two thousands, and like it ended pretty unceremoniously in uh, uh, Germany when the head of the Berlin Pirate Party like murdered someone. Uh, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And was caught because on his way to get rid of the body, he like stopped into a shop to get a drink, and that was oh on CCTV. Um, Am I also wrong in uh, in remembering that there was also some some rape allegation or some sexual assault allegation? I believe yes. Department? Yeah. Uh, um, Yikes. Yeah, we you do know. You're gonna look that up. Gonna that up. <laughs> um, yeah. they the German pirates are wild. Yes, I like not to say that like any other pirate party, not talking with the Czech one, just yeah, were any better. The the politics was kind of like confused. It was, mm-hmm. um, it, it's unsurprising. Like I I know of people who are post pirate party now, and it verges from like li- like right wing libertarian crypto bro mm-hmm. old way to mm-hmm. like genuinely good anarchists. And it's like, mm-hmm. how were you ever in the same umbrella? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Is yeah. kind of strange. Um, the kind of like they tried a little bit to be the greens, but instead of your single issue being the environment, it was privacy and freedom online. Yeah, yeah. So ultimately, retrospectively, a doomed movement. But what is that? The golden city on the hill. It's the Czech Republic, and they're still um, relevant pirate party. Let's just say that. Um, what? What can? Yeah, uh, and also not to be like not to be glib, like possibly being viewed both internationally, maybe by some people within the Czech Republic, as like the most left wing party you have in the parliament now. How do you feel about that assessment? <laughs> so this depends so much on the people that you're talking about. Mm. And if you're talking about the pirate party that was in the parliament previously, in the former parliament of the Czech Republic, that's the, the 22 elected uh, pirate party members. Mm. If you're talking about the four elected pirate party members <laughs> now in the parliament, mm. wow. In the new one, or if you're talking about the three members of the European Parliament uh, oh, elected geez. for the Czech Pirate Party, that's that's three fourths of the whole pirates of yeah. the European Parliament. Those are all wildly different things. So if you're talking about the Euro uh, parliamentarians, let's let let's go let's go into these first. Then sense. then I would go then I would like definitely say. Kind of yes, right? Because okay. these, because these, because these, because uh, these people, these MEPs are sitting in the Greens EFA fraction of the European Parliament. Yeah, they're collaborating fairly tightly with the European Green Party. However, they have their own European Pirate Party, mm-hmm. where the Czechs, along with the Germans, are playing a, a pivotal role, uh, and they do hold up 
many of left-ish. Left-ish. That's yeah. the that's the that's left-ished. Left-ished. The left German. Left-ish things. Yeah. For the Czech context, not in the European context. Right. In the European context, they are way more in, in the lib or in the Euro Parliament context. They are way more in the in the liberal spectrum. But in the Czech context, definitely, right. Yeah, those are the those are the the neo Marxists. <laughs> no, just kidding. <laughs> uh, however, the 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 members, the parliament of the Czech Pirate Party, yeah, liberal, centrist at best. Uh, right. Data data driven boys, mm-hmm. data driven boys, boys, means testing boys. Is it boys only? It's one boys girl? and a girl. Yeah. it's boys and a girl. As far mm. as we know, yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, like not much more than that. But to your original question, if they're the most left party in in parliament, uh, fuck kinda. maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Might be true. Might then, also not be a good thing. <laughs> No. Yeah, because other than them, that's a very bad thing. Because other than them, they're other than them, they're just uh, fucking conservatives and Nazis. Mm. Mm-hmm. Oh, good. And of course, Babich. Yeah. But yeah. other than them, a good thing to think about and to talk about would be how Babish is behaving now. Yeah. After the electoral defeat, he is really, without a doubt, styling himself as. A left-wing opposition. He he said explicitly to those fifteen percent of people whose like votes just fell through because of the entry clause. I'm going to be representing you. I'm going to be your voice in parliament. And he's already with the energy crisis that we have going on now. That's we, if you have a bingo card for the the emerging <laughs> crisis in the Czech Republic, there's another scratch for you. Uh, <laughs> he's already like he's uh, he's uh, he's, uh, he's trying to start a criminal investigation into the owners of a. Uh, uh, bankrupt uh, gas company so he's really he's really into that now interesting that's a, a, a it's a kind of a dire situation but like one of the things that i also kind of wanted to talk about is that um uh, maybe correct me if i'm wrong but the impression i always got of the pirates is that maybe if you were like a lgbt rights single issue kind of voter they seem mm-hmm. like your choice um mm-hmm. fair yeah. enough okay so that's that's fair but like what seemed to have happened to them this election is very reminiscent of like the german greens of um they were attacked from like a red scare kind of perspective and when they pushed back on that saying no no actually we're we're rightfully probably very centrist we we have all these like liberal kind of like economic positions that kind of resulted in uh, um the conservative wing of people who might have voted for them not believing them, and mm-hmm. then the liberal wing that might have voted for them finding them spineless. Um, yes. Yeah. Very much so. Very much so. Resulting and in uh, uh, them only getting four seats, down 18 from their previous... Uh, uh, 18 out of 200 of their previous standing in uh, the parliament. So uh, not going well. The the thing to note is that they're in a two coalitions, so they're an electoral with, coalition. So they're yeah. in, in an electoral coalition with one other party, that is the mayors, the mayors and independence party, which is the shittiest name for a party. It is the shittiest. <laughs> it sounds like an party. American football team. I'm not going to be <laughs> honest. Yeah. You're not even mayors, right? You're MPs. What the fuck? Is <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's like, please, like, get back to your civics class and learn about the fucking country. And how <laughs> Was it? Works. it? 
It also kind of sounds anyway. a little bit sad, though, of just like, we'd rather not be here. It's like, and now it, the yeah. new party of like yeah. firefighters uh, and astronauts. Be sitting in a town hall right, <laughs> right now. Yeah. Uh, it, this, so this kind of used to be their political platform, always just like do more things in the town halls and in the mm -hmm. municipalities rather than mm -hmm. the parliament. It's a bit of a filled out kind of thing. So now they're just this, these just like nice guys in suits. They're yeah. the nice, trustworthy guys in suits. And that's, that's the shtick. Anyway, the coalition between the pirates and the mayors was supposed to be about a halfway deal. They mm -hmm. were presenting themselves as equal partners, even though the pirates had way, way more polling. Yeah. Uh, way more polling and way more MPs than the mayors had, and they also had way more money. They financed the campaign the by two-thirds. Pirates, for example, uh, supported ratifying the Istanbul Agreement, which we still haven't ratified, even though we signed it. And uh, the mayors basically went and said, oh, no, you're not going to do that. So the, even though pirates had all the money, all the hype, they, re they were treating the mayors as equals to the point where they took away this really big part of what I think should happen in this country. Right, and so for, it, folks. for those listening at home, if I'm not mistaken, the Istanbul Agreement is uh, spousal abuse is bad against violence. Yeah. Uh, yeah, which, by the way, the Bulgarian uh, Constitutional Court found to be unconstitutional. <laughs> 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 Bulgarian constitutional right to beat your woman, Jesus yes, Constitutional right. <laughs> I mean, like, I think the joke, they always joke about the Istanbul Agreement was that also Turkey pulled out of it, and they were just like, but we named it after you! Come on! <laughs> Go back to bed, honey. <laughs> God fucking damn it. I just, yeah, I feel like we just shouldn't have made an agreement because that just, it seems like it was an excuse for countries to show themselves as being monsters. Uh, this backfires tremendously. Yeah. Oh, God. Uh, um, so, yeah, like, the, the, the mayors are always, uh, they're interesting to me. And uh, uh, it, it's worth pointing out that you guys mentioned in some comments here that, like, there is now being a bit of pushback from the pirates towards the mayors? Yes. So what should be said is how the freaking mayors outplayed the pirates or how how it's possible that uh, out of the, oh, I don't know, 30-plus people that got elected for this coalition into the parliament, mm. only four of them are pirates and the rest of them are the mayors. Yeah. Uh, so we have this gimmick, I don't know if, well, many listeners in many European countries have this as well. But when you're going out voting, when you vote for a candidate's list, you can circle some people on the on the list, and they get a preferential vote. And so if, if they get, it's complicated, and I'm by that I mean I don't understand it. But they, yeah, they can move math. up. They can move up. Uh, right. The, the sort of thing. because the the parties they set. Uh, what what the fuck is the word for it? They said the, the, the they set them strictly those numbers, but y the voters can actually change that. Huh. So uh, that's, yeah. I think that's called open list. Uh, 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 for comparison, for people who listen in Germany, we have kind of like closed list where like you don't if you vote for, for example, Die Linke or the Greens, you don't get to decide which candidate. Goes yeah, the second yeah. vote. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they 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 kind of like decide like, hey, this is D-Link candidate number one, number two, number three. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't have this and we have a we have this uh, circling of the candidate system hmm. and it very easily uh, abused or gamified or how should I, exploit it. It's easily exploited. Right. Uh, it's usually most exploited in uh, 
in municipal elections. However, mm. this was a major upset for the for the parliament. And basically, elections. what the pirates are alleging is that the can not mayoral candidates, but the candidate for the party called Mayors, who are not mayors, <laughs> uh, were bait posting on social media, and they were like, "Yeah, circle our candidates," which is very much against the the coalition agreement that they have signed. Uh, so they, yeah. Well, shit. <laughs> but you know, yeah. at the end of the day. They have what thirty three seats and the pirates have four. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. And the pirates they, are they wanted it more. They they <laughs> wanted it more. And the pirates are potentially entering a coalition which goes the most against their program, mm -hmm. which goes the most against their. It's questionable to call their party as having any ideals beliefs as having sure. any ideology or beliefs, like the greens but <laughs> if there's anything that like goes kind of against the grain of the pirate party it's it's the coalition that they're getting into and yeah. they are getting into it because they because intend, it's, it's not rubbish it's not rubbish and they intend to honor the coalition agreement but it, that's but, what gentlemen do after they get totally cocked but also yeah like uh, correct me if i'm wrong but they're also just like completely powerless as well because yeah. The um, the PAS, which is their coalition with the mayors, uh, going into bed with Spolu, uh, which we'll talk about in a second, is 108 seats out of 200. So majority yeah, yeah. is 101. If yeah. they pull out of that, nothing Doesn't happens. Matter. It's 104. It's still plenty of votes. It's still a majority. They, but yeah. the, the thing is that the Pirates will be able to get like a disproportionately high number of ministerial seats. I think they will get, what, two ministers? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But the thing is that this government basically pulled two ministerial positions out of their ass. We now have a minister for the EU and minister for digitalization. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you have to give that to the, the Pirates. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to, I don't want to, uh, uh, I know this is a loaded accusation, but when you say urban young voters, digitalization, and a face plant at the end, it sounds like we're talking about volts. <laughs> 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 they sound kind of voltish yeah. to me, Kiran. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, but that's also just because volt is everything. <laughs> like, they're just so, they're so Your fucking, yeah, they're so fucking vague links, they can be anything. Um, but okay, so that gets us to the the big leader of the future of the Czech Republic, uh, yeah. ODS, as a part of the Spolu coalition. Um, mm. This is this is the party of um, I'm going to pronounce this wrong, uh, Václav Klaus, um, mm. who sounds terrible. <laughs> oh, he's. But, oh god and he's, he's much worse and, and he's, he's gotten worse <laughs> he's oh. now uh, i assumed he was he dead very much loves going to germany and speak uh, speaking at afd events oh okay. hello. Yeah. hello there he left ods because they've gone too woke on him <laughs> finally someone says it just... <laughs> someone has the guts to take them down um yeah this is this is your your great uh, um basically your shock doctrine uh, um politician oh, yeah. of the czech republic the guy yeah. who's just like the 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 czech people are pleading to him you can't keep pointing at things and saying privatized and he just points something and says privatized <laughs> 
I yeah. think the, the great great man of history is um, theory is bullshit, but he is the great <laughs> man. <of history. laughs> he is the one. He, he is the sole designer of our specific version of capitalism. Yeah. He's the reason why my life is shit, and everyone else's. Yep. <laughs> everyone misunderstood the great man of history. It was about specifically one great man of history. This guy, <laughs> the greatest man you could yeah. even say. Um. Yeah. So Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, He's created like the ODS. He creates it shortly after the Velvet Divorce, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, uh, described as a kind of like combination of Thatcherite conservatism and soft Euroscepticism, um, yeah. which has probably changed over the years because I can't imagine they're probably they're are they advocating for any kind of like pushback or like leaving of the EU or anything like that? They're they're against Euro. And they always say that shit like, oh, we need, we love the EU. We just need to return it pre-Lisbon, which is what a lot of these like right-wing parties say. We just yeah. need to return to the economic part, not this woke ecology bullshit. <laughs> that the EU I don't want now. to be surrounded all the, by all these people of color, like Hungarians <laughs> and the <Yes>. French. <laughs> Hungarians. I, I, I can't imagine the French guy who moves to the Czech Republic is... A savory character uh <laughs> but like the uh, uh i'm very interested in just this um what has like what is this new ods are they are they different what did oh they campaign on so do you mind um so the the new chairman of the ods is professor petr fiala he oh, founded love here in Bruno. he's a Bruno patriot like us mm. uh, he founded the uh <laughs> he basically founded the very real uh, uh political science here in Brno. so if you want to study political science as again the very real scientific uh, mm. thing called political science he founded it he founded the 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 what well, he co-founded the faculty of social social sciences and he still teaches here Oh. And then he entered into the ODS to kind of return it to its academic high. Yeah, the the the, the good image. Boring nerds, basically. Because the reason why they even wanted to return it to the fucking boring nerds phase is corruption. Yeah, they were yes. viewed as fucking absolute gangsters who would shoot your mom on the street if that means they could privatize some other bullshit. This is this is okay. This is a grand. Th this sounds like a grand theory of mine of like particularly nineties European politics, which is we are going to bore you to the death so that you don't look too closely at the horrible shit yes. we're doing. Yes. Yeah. Because I, I I cannot emphasize enough how like all of Brussels politics before the creation of the euro and still actually a little bit to this day is just like sacks of uncooked sausage meat in suits just all giving each other handshakes <laughs> and then talking about like uh, um literally the scene from futurama of like your 0.5 percent steel tax goes too far well i think your 0.5 percent steel tax doesn't go far enough like that shit yeah. for like days and then uh, uh not realizing what they were doing to like i don't know uh, uh, um, Sarajevo or something like it was. Um, it was a, a it was a, a dark time, and it looks like the dark times are back. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. Um, I'm also kind of interesting in uh, uh, interested in these other parties of Spolu, uh, um, particularly because I, I'm I'm interested in hearing your guys' takes on 
uh, what sounds like a, a, a pop music compilation CD, uh, Top 09. <laughs> and many more. And many, now, that's what I call Czech politics. What's no, that's a, what I call shitty politics. Yeah, uh, get them. <laughs> top, top 09, also known as the bottom of the right-wing coalition. Ooh, all right. <laughs> uh, Good play. Top Let's 09 go. is interesting because we... Uh, as much as uh, sort of the ODS now is a return to the academic style of Klaus in the 90s, mm. Topo 9 is kind of a return to Havel, the first, as I said, the shitty playwright, uh, but in, in nothing else but just style. So they try to be like these, you know, these like nice people, nice lads who give all these liberal cool vibes, but their politics are pretty much ODS. They mm. are... St- well, ODS, I would say, is staunchly against gay marriage, for example. In the Czech Republic, we have civil unions or registered partnerships for gay people. But there is, there's, co- there's, there's a big movement for same-sex marriage, which, of course, we fully support. Mm. And Topo 9 is only partially against same-sex marriage because a lot of Topo 9 is former CDU members, so Catholics, right? Yeah. Um, Topo 9 is, was born out of a union between liberals and conservatives. It was Kalosek who was the minister for finance during 2008 austerity. And it was Schwarzenberg who, just by that name, uh, you can tell that he's an inbred aristocrat and also for, former member of the Green Party. Right, <laughs> yes. That's where you put them. Twofer. <laughs> um, yeah, so that that's just, okay, terrible. Uh, um, they also seem to have elected the youngest uh, uh, prime minister in history. Uh, no, member of parliament. Member of parliament. Oh, member of parliament. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. 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 Have, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, that's that's Schwarzenberg. So just for the record, this is how the in. Oh hell yeah! <laughs> right, right on the screen. Imagine literally a cartoon villain smoking a pipe and going. <laughs> I, I yeah. think it is most ethical to do a genocide on the poor. For everyone listening at home, I want you to imagine uh, um, the father of the KFC's colonel mm. who's disappointed <laughs> in his son going into the chicken business. <laughs> He's a villain explaining his master plan at the end of the movie, but then it actually works. They don't, they, they don't stop it in time. <laughs> and I'm going to do this to the budget. <laughs> um, Jesus. Okay. Excellent. Um, so now I think this is a good opportunity to talk about what are actually the issues in the Czech Republic. All of this theater, bullshit, stupid. <laughs> we spent like an yeah. hour and something talking about it, but what is what is actually happening? What is what's what are the problems? Is there any like little glimmers of hope? Uh, uh, okay, well, we're getting a lot of head shakes there. <laughs> yeah, for, for, for starters, forty thousand people died of COVID nineteen. Like. Uh, yeah, forty thousand, likely a little bit more, and likely until this episode is aired, a couple of hundreds more because we have learned literally nothing. Mm. For anyone and, listening abroad, like uh, the, there, there's a massive spike again uh, in COVID cases, um, particularly uh, if I remember correctly, Romania is really badly hit at the moment. Uh, all, all over Europe, all yeah. over Europe, the, the numbers are almost higher than uh, from the previous uh, waves, which have been dampered with uh, non-pharmaceutical measures, that is lockdowns, which the states have now been way more reluctant to introduce. But that's, uh, it's a bit of a different topic. I don't know if uh, any of you remember, but the Czech Republic was hit fairly hard in the last waves. 
Mm. And yeah, I mean, we're just bracing to see what what this one may what the new government does. The new government that two months before before the election even were promising, oh no, new lockdowns. I still walk by the fucking street and I see no new lockdowns posters from them. Yeah, that's uh, that is interesting because that is like uh, not to distract too much from the Czech Republic, but that does seem to be kind of the policy of like a lot of Europe in general. Like, it's it's largely going unsaid here in Germany, but they're like. It, what's very heavily implied in Germany is we're not going into a lockdown again. Um, whether that's yeah. a good idea or not, I'm not sure. But like, yeah. Um, Spoiler alert: unless you have a 95% vaccinated population, it is not a good idea, and your healthcare system will collapse. That I, has been my epidemiological window of the day. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Listen to the Christian Hosten podcast. Ah, if yeah, you're yeah. German, native German speakers, he has very good takes. Oh, good. Um, but you, you, uh, um, while chatting before recording this podcast, you were talking about situations hitting Czech Republic. You've kind of alluded to uh, a housing crisis, which, as an Irish person, I can relate. So uh, let's have yeah. the pissing contest. <laughs> uh, <laughs> how fucked is your housing market? Uh, you need to, uh, what is it, 12... Uh, 12-year annual salaries to buy a small flat, basically, is now mm. the, the... When you take the minimum wage... The, sorry, the average wage, you need 12 times... Uh, the average wage. Uh, yeah. The average annual wage to buy a flat. So yep. I think we are the worst in Europe, according to some statistics. I don't want to take away anything from you. You fought very hard for that. <laughs> but, uh, I did nothing. I ran away. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, no, it's it's. I mean, it's a it's a problem, um, pretty much everywhere in Europe. What are these uh, uh these new? What are the mayors in Spolu uh, uh, planning to do about this situation? Nothing. Oh, cool. Absolutely. Oh yeah, nothing. they they are trying to take away sort of. Oh my fucking god! I don't want to even get to this, but they, <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ! They the solution is making like the the sort of the administrative procedure for allowing t- for something to be built shorter. Oh, because, oh, uh, oh my fucking god! I just remember <laughs> we have a new law regulating this, and they basically allow uh, the new law basically allows to. Uh, replace like a like like a what the fuck is the word when you have well basically you have like an institution that allows the building to be built after a procedure of ecological consultations yeah. uh, urban planning all that well now you can just sign a contract with a developer which completely replaces this entire process Ooh. and the public doesn't need to know about it because it's not public all right and that's a solution because just give the developers more and more headroom and just to be just to be clear the real estate developers have literally every fucking thing that they could want and they wrote the law by and the way they wrote the laws and they don't build more so the the, the whole shtick of the right wing is to trying to deregulate and deregulate and deregulate mm-hmm. it's deregulated as fuck the develop the real estate developers can build whatever the fuck they want but they're of course not building it because they want the prices to remain high. and But the fucked up thing is they even admit it in the media. Like yeah. That's how much unmasked oh this shit is over God. here. They admit mm. it in the media that if they built more, then, you know, maybe like 
the 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 flats wouldn't get sold off the second that they offer them on the market. The biggest one of the biggest real estate motherfuckers, billionaire Sekira in this country, just recently bought an Oxford professorship. The oldest professor share in Oxford was renamed the Sekira professorship. I mean, these these motherfuckers are insane. They already have everything. In moral philosophy. In moral philosophy. <laughs> I'm starting to understand this nerd thing you keep talking about. This awful. <laughs> that's that's. God damn it. I just love like yeah like a like a a Saudi or or Qatari uh, billionaire buys like a yeah a soccer team and then they're like no the prof- a professorship yeah. in philosophy in in peace <laughs> or like in a, in like yeah the Qatari one would be in labor rights mm. um, <laughs> that would be the, that would be if we were to do full irony uh, um, god damn it yeah so like well uh, I'd like to thank the numerous like homeless people that I have created in my new uh, uh, in accepting my new moral <laughs> philosophy <laughs> professorship it was yeah. very utilitarian of me yeah <laughs> Yeah, I've named every one of the people tied to the tracks in in, uh, in day one of the presentation <laughs> in moral philosophy. They're all named after <laughs> displaced p- people. You know, it's like it's <laughs> from the tr- my units. My, uh, my my first my first class will be on the uh, uh, um, the trolley problem, but there's only one track, and it's like if you do nothing, you'll get rich. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, damn it! We um, haven't actually gotten to anything that's hopeful. Is there anything that's hopeful? Anything like the end of the tunnel? There, there's no light at the Can end. Can I of the say tunnel. something? I, I was in Berlin uh, this September before the election, and I saw almost every single party had the word climate on their posters. Yeah. Right here, nothing. Spolo is saying uh, that they're basically going to do ecology without ideology. Good luck with that. Oh, by the way, right. ecology without ideology. This is a really nice catchphrase. It was coined by the Pirates Party. Oh, <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> In order to distance themselves from the green madness and the green New Deal madness. And the fanatics. Yeah, yeah. from the neo-Marxists, you know? Well, that's yeah. Uh, that's for the left wing party. Uh, am I wrong in, in thinking that um, coal is a big deal in the in the Czech Republic, or was? Listen, I I I come from four generations of coal miners, right? right. We can talk about uh, the the reason why I'm in a university is because we have free tuition, which Spolo is gonna take away. They're gonna make us pay for university. Hmm. Uh, but coal is a big thing, and we have a we have a new coal baron called uh, Kretinsky, Daniel Kretinsky. Uh, by the way, the son of a former constitutional judge, so I'm sure there's nothing to worry about in this country. And <laughs> he's basically buying up all the mines in all the countries like Germany, which are threatening to shut down coal because he's going to get the the subsidies from that. Right. And he's already buying media. He's already doing all that shit. Classic, classic move. Well, uh, if I may ask, yeah. what what do you uh, how do you envision your podcast Guatemala other than bearing witness to the uh, <laughs> to, to the trolley problem? Yeah, to 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 the trolley deaths accumulating. Um, we we made a very I would say very looking back at a very wise uh, decision. Our, our post election special wasn't about like horse race. wasn't about like who has these many mandates. We mm. were trying to talk to people about the importance of community, of fitting in, of organizing to a certain extent, but also trying to 
through a combination of uh, friendship and self-discipline uh, make the world a better place, even locally. Because right now at this moment, there is no political headspace for, for a political project that would operate on the basis of the collective. There is right. only the individual. And we have to build that politics of the collective from the ground up in this country. And I think that uh, we are trying to do that. We are trying to point people that way. And hopefully it's not too late. Oh, yeah. yeah. And whether in, in addition to that, you've also mentioned, uh, you've, you've alluded to po uh, Polish and post-Yugoslav comrades. And I feel like, you know, that doesn't have to be a, a purely local phenomenon. You know, there's yeah. a... There's sure. a there was a lot of people saying the exact same thing after the the last British election as well. Like the UK is kind of in this like for anyone who kind of like I don't think our podcast listeners are under any kind of illusion that like electoral politics is uh, the be all end all, even necessarily yeah. super important in a lot of countries. Um, and the situation is not unique to um, Eastern Europe. There is a lot of electoral dead ends in the United States and the UK um germany to an extent even um yeah more and more uh more to come with that uh rob's still working on his uh <laughs> guy debord episode <laughs> right so yeah oh my god well thank you um i, I think we're gonna wrap it up here i'm gonna give you guys a, a final word here but for anyone who didn't hear it before uh you can catch andre and marta martin on uh, uh, Squatamala, if you understand the Czech language, I strongly recommend it. They also, they're incredibly lovely. I've been talking to them for the last hour and a half. <laughs> um, anything else you guys want to plug? I want to say that I've been listening to uh, Cornish Patey since, I think, spring 2019. Oh. It was summer of 2019 when I really let the Spatey mindset enter through me. And you've been a big inspiration to what we're trying to do. Your your exact combination of, of humor and seriousness is it, a it's a great thing that we're ripping off. And thank you for having us. It's it's been a great honor. Anytime. Absolutely. Yeah. To if you wanna if you wanna talk about the nineties, sometimes in the future we will. I love always to wanna that. talk about the nineties. Pogs, <laughs> Pokemon. I believe Bionicle was mentioned earlier. <laughs> yes. Privatization. All of my toys. Privatization of Bionicle. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, I, I will just say one th quick thing is that's very flattering. It makes me feel good. But I think I told you there's some three out of four of us are immigrants to Germany. And there's always some limitation in talking about European politics and English and from Berlin. And hmm. let me just say that ripping off is the point. So may, may a thousand ripoffs bloom. <laughs> That's the highest compliment that, that anyone could pay me or any of the people we've ripped off. So, <laughs> Oh, God. Yeah. No, we invented this. Uh, don't look into what's happening in the United States. Uh, <laughs> it was definitely an original idea. Um, well, yes. Thank you again. And yeah, thank you so much those listening at home do check out Squatamala. there'll be links in the description and we will catch you on the bonus episode ciao ciao bye bye thank you everyone bye